Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. This is a place where authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs can share the story behind their process. You will also hear solo episodes where I give writing tips, inspiration, encouragement, and lessons I've learned throughout my writing journey, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Grab a cup of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to visit my website at annewritesinspiration.com. Thanks for supporting my Inspirational Journeys podcast. My purpose is to provide a platform for authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs to share their stories while also providing writing tips, encouragement, and inspiration to help you achieve your writing goals through faith and courage. By clicking the support this podcast button or following the link in my show notes, your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 will help me achieve mine. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and today my special guest is Lynette Eason, who, as I told her before we started recording, is now becoming one of my favorite authors because her books will <laughs> read like a thriller. But before we get started, I want to thank Karen Steele, her, the publicist for Baker Publishing, which Prevailed Books is a division of, for connecting us connecting me and you listeners with these great authors. Thanks, Karen. All right, welcome to the show, Lynette. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm an author. I'm sure that comes as a surprise. Uh, No, um, I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) I'm married and I have two kids and um both are uh pretty much grown my daughter just graduated if you can call it a graduation from yeah. uh yeah thanks to the, the virus but uh, from the college of charleston and my son is a sophomore at a local college and so um my husband and i are doing the empty nest thing or at least we were before march and now we have a full nest again <laughs> so um but yeah so I just spend my days pretty much writing and uh, taking care of my family and uh, traveling a little bit and now that things are starting to open back up. So, um, so yeah, life is good. So I don't know what all you want to know, but that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I, that's a way from, for me and for the listeners to get to know you. So what inspired you to become a writer? Well, you know, honestly, this, it's kind of a long story, and I'm going to summarize just for the sake of time, but um, I, my husband used to travel for his job, and he used to travel quite a bit, so uh, I was a bit lonely, as you can probably imagine, with him being gone all the time, and so I kind of started writing out of, um, just out of loneliness, um, and I had always, even as a, a middle school kid, I remember thinking, I want to write a book one day. And I figured, you know what, my husband's on the road, I have all this time, now might be a good time to do that. So (laughs) I, yeah, so I sat down one day and uh, 
started writing and um, I, I didn't know anything about what it took to write fiction, but I figured if I didn't start somewhere, I wouldn't get anywhere. So, <laughs> yep, gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. So I sat down and I, I had a story kind of in my head and I wrote it and um, it never will see the light of day because it's horrible, but it was, um, it was a great learning tool for me. Don't we all have those though? I mean, really, I had one that, <laughs> there's a long story behind that first one. But yeah, it, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so tell me a little bit about your process. Are you a plotter, a pantser, or as I like to call it, a planter? When, what I mean by that is, I am, um, yeah, um, I, I used to be, when I started writing uh, years ago, I used to be mostly kind of seat of the pants. I would just sit down, take the idea that was in my head and start writing. And uh, now that I'm older, my brain is a little slower. <laughs> um, it takes me a little while to kind of get my story where I want it, want to get it. So I'm, I do, I do a little bit more plotting these days, but I, I would, I would say I'm still a combination plotter, pantser type, planter, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, the planter. Uh, that would, um, that would pretty much describe me. Yeah. That's kind of me too. I used to be, I used to, the first time I did uh, National Novel Writing Month, well, the first, the first stories I ever wrote, I was a pantser, but now I'm learning to plot a little, pants yeah. a lot, plot a little, you know, so yeah. that's kind of how that works, and uh, uh, some people call it a rolling outline. I had an author, I can't remember which one, because I've, you know, spoken to mm -hmm. about 10 of y'all, so, mm -hmm. um, but I had one that she said she does a, a rolling outline. So I guess that's what, what you'd call it. Cause it's not really, uh, it's not really an outline, but yet it's a, oh no, no, no. It wasn't on the, it wasn't on the podcast. It was Robin Lee Hatcher. I went to her Zoom okay. thing and she told me that's what she does. So she's one of my faves too. But yeah. anyway, so what was the inspiration behind the Danger Never Sleeps series? You know, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. The Danger Never Sleeps series came, I guess, came out of, most of my books just come straight from my imagination. Uh, something might spark it, like, you know, something on a television show, something. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know one thing that, that sparked the idea for this, this series, but um, I, I've always loved the military. I've got family that was, you know, that's military. My dad used to, uh, was in the Air Force. My father-in-law was in the Army, you know. So I've got um, that military connection. And so um, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of nice. I don't really want to write military stories, but it might be nice to write about characters who were in the military and how, when they get out, how, how do they adjust to being back uh, in the civilian world, I guess. And so that's kind of, that was kind of where I started, the idea I started with, and then I had to come up with the, you know, the characters and, and the, the situation that throws them all into danger and, and that kind of thing. And I ran it by my editor and she's like, oh yeah, I really like that idea. So, um, so I kind of took it from there. Wow. And so are your books in the romantic suspense genre? And the reason I ask that is because 
it's got a little bit of romance it's mm -hmm. it's like a thriller it's yeah yeah it's um it's the romantic suspense genre i i tend to lean heavier on the suspense than the romance uh just because that's my preference um i grew up reading nancy drew hardy boys um, Agatha Christie and you know the boxcar children and all of these um, mysteries suspense type stories and um, Alfred Hitchcock and the three investigators great stories and you know so I guess as I started writing I guess you know it it was just a natural transition from reading those kind of stories to, to writing those kind of stories but I also grew up reading some romance. Um, I was a big Harlequin uh, book reader before they uh, before they kind of turned and um, had a little more explicit than than what I would want to read. But yeah. um, but they didn't used to to be that way. So I, I was reading you know a lot of romance as as a teenager and um, young adult and that kind of thing. And so I was like man, it'd be really cool to combine romance and suspense. And, you know, of course, in Nancy Drew, you had the, the teenagers, they had their romance going on. It seemed yeah. like there was always a romance in whether it was mystery, suspense, whatever. And so, um, <clears throat> and so when I started writing, it just seemed kind of natural to go that route. And then I found Dee Henderson and uh, her stories. And I, it was Danger in the Shadows, I think was the first one I actually read of hers. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have, I have a new favorite author. This, this is what I want to write. And so I kind of patterned my stories after the way she wrote her stories. And I ended up emailing her and she ended up being my mentor for the most part. Oh my goodness. And the reason I'm laughing, it's not because of what you say is funny. It's just kind of it's kind of funny because it's right up my alley. I, lo I love the same. The, I don't think I read the boxcar children. I have to look that up. But um, Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys. I even read one of the Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys combos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it, though. Um, let's see. Agatha Christie, Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, yes. Um, Encyclopedia Brown was a favorite for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we kind of have a lot in common there because mystery was my, I read the, the um, uh, Sue Grafton, which uh, hers got a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hers were got, the, the more you read, the stronger the language got and everything. And I'm like, nope, not doing this anymore. Um, plus, her books got a little too predictable. But for me but that's that's just me that's my thing and i'm not you know trying to trying to say anything negative about any writer so any oh, no 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 i understand don't, completely don't think that yeah. i'm downing the writer but to me it was just i like the ones with more suspense not not the mm -hmm. not the language but more suspense and ones that make you ask more questions and you're trying to solve it and then you find out you're wrong at the end. Those sure, are the kind sure. of things I love. <laughs> I understand completely. Right. If they're too predictable, um like uh, no. This is this is <laughs> if I can solve it before the detective does, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like your work so much because it's not predictable. Oh, well good. Because <laughs> I didn't find I didn't figure it out till right at the end. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. 
<laughs> well, good. Right. I'm glad to hear I'm doing my job well then. <laughs> right. So, so tell us a little bit about acceptable risk. About what now? Acceptable risk. Oh, okay. Um, well, the book is the second book in the series, and it actually releases today. So, happy birthday, book. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yes, you have a, a yeah. If you want to flip it uh, and then around to the other side, and then flip it one more time sideways. There you go. Yeah, that way. Yeah, that's it. Um, yep. Yeah, that's that. that's the cover. Yep. And. Uh, <laughs> Well, so Acceptable Risk is, like I said, it's the second book in the series, and it is, um, it's just, it, it was a story that I sat down and I brainstormed with a group of other authors. Uh, we had a little brainstorming retreat in uh, Arizona a couple years ago, and um, it was just a really, really fun time, lots and lots of work. Um, I was brain dead by the time I left there, but it was uh, me, Colleen Coble, Carrie Stewart Parks, Robin Carroll, Pam Hillman, um, and we just and we just really had a great time uh, brainstorming the story because I was at a loss. I didn't know who these characters were, or what they were doing, or whatever. And so, um, yeah, so I. Uh, had them help me figure out kind of what the story, the plot line was. So we've got Gavin, who's the hero. He's former army. And we've got Sarah, who's a, a military journalist. And when you put the two together, you got trouble. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and sparks and all that fun stuff. So you've got a little bit of romance. You've got the, you've got somebody is trying to uh, kill Sarah and she doesn't know why. And Gavin is desperate to keep her safe. And they've known each other for a while. Like they, they've known each other for a few years. So that, um, because they're all part of this group of friends. And so that was cool. So anyway, um, they, this story, I don't want to give anything away. So I'm trying to filter my words as I talk. But yeah, uh, yeah so um, there's something going on. Now I, I can say Sarah's brother her younger brother does wind up dying um, right at the beginning of the story. She's devastated, and she she does not believe his death was um, a suicide. It was, and she doesn't believe it was an accident. She believes that somebody did this to him. And you know, of course, you know, everybody is telling her that's just your grief talking, you know, that kind of thing. And she's like, no, there's got to be something behind it. It just doesn't add up. And so she starts on a quest to find out what really happened. And of course that leads her straight into danger. So anyway, if you want to know the rest of it, you got to read it. <laughs> right, exactly. But I would really encourage you to read Collateral Damage first. Because yeah. that's where you first get to know Sarah and Gavin. Um, are, do Asher and Brooke appear in the <coughs> second at all? So, sorry? Do Asher and Brooke appear in the second book at all? They do, yes. They are in all of the characters are in all four of the books. Yeah. So um, you will get to learn a little bit more about uh, what's going on in their lives as you read through the series. And right now I'm working on book four and I'm, uh, I'm over halfway through it. I have to turn it in in September, September 2nd. Um, so I keep... Um, yeah, I keep working on that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, all the characters in all the books. 
that just oh okay yeah so that's why i suggest reading the series and if the series is so connected i'm a series girl if, if i see a book is released from an author that i'm interviewing or an author that i love i want to read the entire series because i want to see what happens <laughs> yeah 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 um so when does the third book come out the third book comes out uh in january of 2021 can now, all of my us? books tend to release January, August, January, August, January, August. Oh, wow. So, you, so you yeah. stay busy. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Wow. So do you, can you tell us the title of that one or are we going to have to just wait? Um, for the third book? Yeah. It's Heather and Travis um, are the two main characters. Heather it was, um, a, she's a field surgeon in Afghanistan and she she decided to she wanted to come home but she didn't want to quite leave the military so she went into um the reserves and wound up being called back to serve one more um i think it was like a, i can't remember the timeline exactly how i worked it but um i think it was six to eight weeks and while there there was an explosion at the hospital she was working for and from there things just kind of take off and when she she comes back home and she gets out of the house out of out of uh the military for good and but it looks like she has a stalker and so all of her friends have to gather around her and try to help protect her while they're trying to figure out what's going on with her so and travis of course he's he's liked her for a long time and so he jumps right in as the hero that he is and um helps protect her and uh and catch the bad guys, I guess. <laughs> now, I'm curious because I've seen this done before, but you uh -huh. pull it off so well. How do you keep, I know you do third person point of view, but how do you keep the different characters when you switch points of view, how do you keep them connected so well? Well, thank you, first of all, for the compliment. Um, and I think it's just because they become, now, okay, I'm not delusional. I know they're not real people. However, um, because I think about them so much while I'm writing, they kind of, I mean, they develop their own characteristics and their own personalities. And they and, talk to you. Yeah, and they do. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes right I don't now. like what they say, but that's okay. Um, but, but I just, you know, so it's, able, it's, it's almost like they're writing the story through me. Like they're right. telling me. Oh, yeah. Totally. So it's pretty cool, yeah. Um, so keeping them straight, they're just different people. It's, it's not really any different than keeping, you know, my mom and my brother and, you know, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, you know, it's not any different to me than keeping them straight because they're, they're very different people. They have different likes and dislikes. And so, yeah, they just, you know, it, it's not, it, to me, it's not that hard. Wow, because it's it, it was amazing how you kept everything connected and and just kept the story moving forward, even changing points of view. I love that. Oh, thank you, thank and you. And as a, I tried writing that way, and it didn't really work for me. So, for mm -hmm. my books right now, I'm for the one for the novel I'm working on, finishing up the the first round of rewrites. Long story there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm doing it in first person because I had my character, my main character told me at four o'clock one morning. And those of you listening have probably heard this before, but still don't 
but but still she told me i need you to tell i need you to let me tell my story so <laughs> yeah yeah and they do and they do yes they do so um do you have any advice for aspiring authors yeah i get asked this a lot so this is generally my answer and my answer is to write as much as possible make sure you're learning the craft but also you're not gonna if you're only reading craft books you're only studying craft books you're only you know going to conferences which is a great thing but you're not actually doing the writing um you're really not going to learn what you need to learn to be published traditionally um and really in and really indie as well because you want to put out the best product possible if you're going to indie publish um and there are a lot of great indie stories out there but it, but the ones that are great are the, are the ones that are doing it right so my, my 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 main advice is to write join a critique group get feedback from somebody who's kind of further along in the process than you are and um you know it doesn't have to be a published author it just has to be someone that knows more than you do <laughs> <laughs> right about the publishing process you know about writing and craft um and so that that's you know if that's what your goal is to be traditionally published um or to put out a really good indie product then i would say um be willing to be critiqued be willing to take feedback grow a thick skin um most of the time and i you know most of the time the feedback you get from somebody um it's not personal they're just you know but it can feel personal. Uh, and I think most people can tell the difference between somebody who's trying to help them by giving them positive feedback and a critique over somebody who's maybe jealous of their work and is just being nasty about it. Um, those kind of people you ditch and you don't need in your life. And you listen to right. the people. Yeah, you listen to the people that are giving you, you know, that positive feedback, that positive critique and, um, and, and and people that have positive things to say about your writing as well as critiquing it. So um, you have to be, you have to be you know, aware and careful. Um, don't listen to negativity, but be willing to take an honest critique or feedback. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's all about building that community too. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, be a part of that community. Get to know the people. Um, in the writing community, and that's a huge thing. Right. So, where can people find you online? I am. I'm pretty active on Facebook. I have an Instagram account, but um, I look at it maybe like once a week or something. So, if you really <laughs> want to get in touch with me, I know I'm like Facebook is all I can handle. Facebook and Twitter. I do Twitter, but Twitter's easy and short too. But oh yeah, I'm um, myself. Yeah. And my website is just my name, LynetteEason.com. Um, so you can find me there. I have a contact form. If you want to email me, you can email me through my website. Um, that's pretty easy to find online. Okay. So do you have any questions for me? Oh, um, what made you want to start interviewing people? Well, okay. So the thing about it was I, I started I started wanting to do a podcast I've been thinking about it for a while since I started really getting into my writing and and, and stuff I'm like you know I got to get my voice out there because once I got my website people see my reading my writing they see pictures that I've learned how to post and then what they what I and I was praying about it and I talked to one lady who told me she launched helps launch podcasts 
but every time I, I wanted to do it, I'm like, God's like, no, I've got a plan for you. And then I talked to my, the lady who turned out to be my friend and writing coach. And she interviewed me for her podcast last year. And I told her I wanted to do that. And she said, well, maybe that's the next thing for you. I downloaded the Anchor app. And then I talked to another blind podcaster who uh-huh. was doing her own thing. She told me that it was, you know, she said it was totally accessible, um, though there were some workarounds. And I just started planning the podcast, uh, went to the Anchor site and got it started. And I just prayed, Lord, give me the words to say. It, 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 I was nervous at first, but then I've been doing this for over a year now, so... I wanted to give inner authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs a place to share their story, the story behind their creative process while showcasing their work. And then I also do solo episodes where uh, first I was reading occasional poetry, but <clears throat> now I'm into more writing tips, updates on my um, behind the scenes, updates about my writing life, um, writing tips, and book reviews. So I do a little bit of little interviews and and some solos too so and it's actually fun so the lord just opened that door and without that i wouldn't have been able to meet great authors like you oh that's really sweet that's wonderful (laughs) thank you that's great so do you have a bible verse you'd like to share yeah actually i do um one one I guess it's my life verse, my, my, the key verse that I go to often, sometimes for reminders, <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is, is a well-known verse, and it's Jeremiah 29, 11, for, yes. that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, and um, plans to give you hope and a future, and I just really love that verse. I love the message in it. I love um, I, I love the fact that the Lord already knows our future and that he, um, he wants to prosper us. He wants to give us hope. He wants us to, you know, not everything's going to be perfect, but we can rest in the knowledge that in his hands, all will be well, no matter what happens. And, um, you know, I've really been leaning on that verse a lot lately, just for some personal, you know, stuff going on in my own life. And, um, it's just a real comfort to know that you know, I, I don't, I don't have to worry about the future. He's already got it. Right. That I know. I love that verse too. So would you like to close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Sure. I'd love to. Uh, Heavenly father, I just want to say thank you for all that you do for us, your love, the fact that you do, you do have a plan for us, whether um, whatever that may be, whether we know what it is at the moment or not, but you have the perfect plan and you love us and you want the best for us. You want to give us a hope and a future. And I just thank you for, um, for Anne and everything that she does for authors and her love of writing and her love of reading and her love for you, Lord. And I just pray that you bless her. And I thank you for this opportunity to talk to her and get to know her a little bit. And I just pray that you bless our listeners and just, let all good things flow from you, come from you. And um, thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity and all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. 
for when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. Thanks for listening and watching Inspirational Journeys, where your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hey, authors, are you looking for a tool to help you polish your book manuscripts, essays, short stories, and more? Look no further than ProWritingAid. ProWritingAid is an editing software that checks grammar, dialogue, sticky sentences, style, and more. Click the link in my show notes to save 20% off your ProWritingAid subscription purchase. Happy writing! Are you an author, creative artist, or entrepreneur creating innovative products and services to meet your customers' needs? If you've answered yes to any of these questions and would like me to help you promote your products and services on my podcast, I have an invitation for you. I am filling out my calendar for 2020 and would like to add some new guests to Inspirational Journeys. If you're interested in being interviewed by me, please either email me with inspirational journeys in the subject line message me on social media with your email address or fill out the contact form on my website or at the bottom of my most recent blog posts with inspirational journeys in the message box i look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening to inspirational journeys and have a blessed day So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. You have been listening to Inspirational Journeys with your host, Anne Harrison Barnes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a fabulous episode. If you are unable to financially support the podcast at this time, yet you would like to help, please leave a rating or review on your podcast app of choice because it helps others find inspirational journeys. If you would like to contact me and leave feedback about the show, have questions about something you've heard on the show, or leave suggestions for future shows, you may do so in one of the following ways. Please send an email to annewrites75 at gmail.com. That's annewrites75 at gmail.com. Or contact me via my website at annewritesinspiration.com. Follow me on Twitter at annewrites 75 and on Facebook and Pinterest at Anwright's Inspiration. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.